0: What he should have done, and this is what most entrepreneurs should be thinking about, is you need to be leveraging the stock market, compound interest in your favor. So putting money away, the discipline, putting that away. So no matter what happens to your business, if you can sell it, if you can't, whatever, you've got something else in place so you can retire. You don't have to look at that, that daunting situation. All, Great, I'm going to be working till 80.
1: You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. This is episode 113 of the Merged Marketing Podcast, and today we're talking about life after entrepreneurship. We're talking about retirement and why it's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs to retire. I mean, we all have the dream of maybe one day selling our company for 2x, 3x, 4x, whatever x, but in reality, that's not always the case, and you know it's an unpleasant surprise to find out that maybe our company is only worth 1x, or we can't get the money we had expected for our company when we sell it, and there needs to be a backup plan. Well, a lot of us don't have the luxury of having pensions to look forward to when we retire, so it's good to have something to fall back on. And in today's episode, Sean Tepper, who's the founder of Ticker, is going to talk about an option on how you can generate some wealth for retirement as an entrepreneur. So it was a great episode in terms of takeaways. It's a lot of food for thought. I hope you enjoy it, and I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to podcast.merged.ca always on the hunt for inspiring entrepreneurs to share their stories on the podcast. So have them reach out to podcast at merged.ca. Thanks again, guys. Here's my chat with Sean Tepper. You are listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I'm Jason Hunt, and I'm here today with Sean Tepper. And uh, Sean is the founder and CEO of Ticker, a stock screening and educational platform all-in-one that helps you manage your own investments. And today, Sean and I are going to dive into why most entrepreneurs can't retire. Sean, welcome to the show. Right on.
0: Jason, thanks for having me. Good to be here.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, full transparency, I was just recently on Sean's podcast. So go ahead and check that out after you're done listening to this episode. That was a goodie. Um, But uh, I'm glad Sean's here to join me today to talk about this topic, which is probably one that a lot of our audience, a lot of people in our audience, it's near and dear to their heart and very important because they think about it all the time. And that's how can't you or why can't you retire? So first and foremost, uh, Sean, tell us a little bit about your journey um, with Ticker and, and your entrepreneurial journey at that.
0: Sure. So my background is about uh, 15 years in software engineering. First company I had at, shortly after uh, graduating from college in 2006, it was an agency. So mostly building websites, building uh, custom software applications and whatnot. and and built that up over the course of four years. It was a very difficult process through the recession. I have to admit it was uh, it was not a lucrative operation, but I managed to add a few employees and, and learned a lot. We got to work with um, a few hundred different businesses and we did merge with another company in 2010. And at that point, I knew after working with so many businesses, I knew what kind of business I wanted to start next, which was software as a service. Problem is, I didn't have an idea at that time, so I just started working for larger companies, um, including GE and and Kohler. There's a few others too, but I primarily been working for bigger business the last ten years. Um, In parallel to that, I learned that, you know, building a business is is nice, but where you really build some wealth and and secure your retirement is through investing. So I started getting into angel investing, which is nothing glamorous. It's simply just investing in private businesses and. And I really enjoy tech. So I started investing in private businesses thinking I'm going to, you know, make that uh, that, uh, you know, unicorn investment. And next thing you know, I'm retiring in my my upper 20s. And needless to say, that uh, never happened. Um, and I I did that for about five years in parallel to working for a bigger business. And and this was around 2015 where the rubber met the road. And I'm like, OK, so I could be at this angel investing thing for, decades and and I'm not going to make any success if I keep going the way I'm going. So I turned my attention to the public market, the stock markets. And I, I really looked at it from an engineering standpoint. I, the guys I respect and we all know like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, they have stated that, hey, they can consistently beat the market if they're just managing their own money. And we're talking returns between 15 and 50 percent, which is pretty good. And I knew that these are not gambling men. They don't. They don't take risks. They're not using emotions. So what does that mean? That means they're using some form of logic. And I knew they are using some math, some foundational math there. So uh, you just kind of reverse engineer things. And I started deep diving uh, books and YouTube and whatnot. And I did come across... Uh, a guy by the name of Phil Town, who's also a follower of Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger. And, and he wrote two books that were really influential. And then they provided a lot of calculations you could use to research stocks. So well, I put them to work in Excel, long story short, started making over 15%. In fact, I used this Excel sheet over four years to make between 15 and 50%. So it was right in that wheelhouse. I was like, this is great. I'm beating the market consistently. Long story short, it's based on value investing, so it's buying really safe, mostly boring businesses, brings us to about 2019. I'm like, I wonder if I've got something here, like I could share this with others. So I started sharing this Excel sheet with some friends and retail investors, some uh, institutional investors, and everybody was like, hey, you should consider turning this into a tool to share with others. So I did exactly that. It took about a year to build the first version. We went live in 2020. and then. Um, we we just launched the new version this last summer, 2021, and um, we've got about 3,000 customers around the globe. We're essentially a, a tool, as you said in the beginning, we help everyday retail investor manage their own investments. You could be a complete beginner. You could hear about stocks in a podcast or YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And uh, you can literally use our tool and do very well in the stock market. It teaches you how to invest and it guides you to good investments. So that brings us to today.
1: Awesome, that's amazing, and and to to confirm, just so everyone, those people listening out there, it's tykr ticker, um, if you want to check it out. Um, and so that there's one thing in, about what you just said there, Sean, that I don't want to I don't want to glaze over. And you mentioned two books. What are those two books? So put those two books in the show notes.
0: Ab- absolutely, and we do advertise them on ticker. So Phil Town is the author. His two books are Rule One, and the other book is Payback Time. So same name as the podcast.
1: Yes. The Payback Time podcast. Check it yes. out. That's yes. awesome. Cool. Um, cool. So so if I'm if I'm a beginner investor and and I, I, I'm going to use ticker, why what would drive me to that? Why, as a beginner investor, w- would, would I be driven to use that platform?
0: Yeah. So a lot of investors, it's fear right away, fear of losing money in the stock market. And how do you reduce the risk of losing money? So on our site, we're all excuse me here, we're all about free education. And you can go to ticker.com. There's an education tab. And and then we have an onboarding um, section that is literally 21 steps. And you can read them now. Of course, if you join Ticker, you get sent a new email, a new tip every day for 21 days. But it teaches you things like how to invest your first thousand, how to know when to buy, how to know when to sell, how to reduce risk. And it literally steps you through every point of investing. So if you get through all 21 you're going to be well versed with investing and you can get started confidently. And we've got brand new investors like people all over the world that are are doing very well. Um, your alternative, of course, is you can avoid all that. You could go listen to somebody at TikTok or YouTube, and you
1: probably see some pretty bad recommendations. Well, that, that's it, right? Like I'm an amateur esque investor mm-hmm. at best, right? I have a Wealthsimple account, and I just recently sure. got into the crypto game. And I, and to your point, I see somebody on TikTok talking about new crypto, and I'm like, well, I gotta hop on that. I'll throw twenty bucks <laughs> at it, and I totally do it. Twenty yeah. bucks, all right, let's do it. And oh. Yeah, d- exactly, and and t- and yeah. it was the first time getting into crypto, and this this was a probably a really bad example to this point because I went on there and I bought twenty dollars of the stock, um, Do- 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 Land? Do- Do- Decentraland. the Central Land, the Central Land, and okay. literally the next day it shot up four hundred percent because when Facebook did their rebrand to Meta, sure. this was the one crypto that was connected to the Metaverse. So sheer luck that this happened, but um, to your point, I mean, I know nothing about this stuff. So (laughs) I literally put like $20 on like four or five different stocks. And it's just like, uh, fingers crossed, I'll hold them in there for about 20, 30 years and see what happens, right? But really, I I think something like Ticker is definitely something that that would fill a void in terms of that educational piece, which is what anybody really needs when they're entering into kind of the stock game, right? Correct, yeah, you got it. Real quick guys, are your messages on social media falling on deaf ears? Are you having trouble converting those leads from social media? Well, there's a better way to do it. And that is by use of a lead magnet, something that provides immense value to your target audience that's irresistible and they can't say no. The goal here is to get that contact information from your ideal clients off of social media so you can put them into a nurture sequence so they can know, like and trust you. If this sounds of interest to you we've done dozens and dozens and dozens of these type of campaigns for our clients and we can help you out as well head on over to merged.ca and book your discovery call today d.ca. so let's talk about the nuts and bolts of what this today's episode what today's episode is about and that's talking about you know retirement which is something for entrepreneurs which is kind of like way down the road you know what i mean we don't get there we're, we're looking usually like two feet in front of our faces. And we're not looking at, you know, 20 years down the road, but it's very important because most entrepreneurs don't have the, you know, the luxury of of, of that big pension waiting for them at the end of the tunnel. So um, first let's, let's crack the cookie here on why most sure. entrepreneurs can't retire.
0: Yeah. So a lot of entrepreneurs and I've, I've met them through the years and I've seen the, I have to say it, their are horror stories where they're putting everything in one basket. And in most cases, most entrepreneurs have a service business. And, I've, and I'll have i give you a few examples here is I've, I've got a, a friend in the family um, or more acquaintance that has a, a CPA firm. You know, it's a service business. So it's a great business. But he put most of his eggs in one, one basket and he has hit retirement age. He's over 65. And, and I asked him, I kind of knew the answers, but I wanted to hear him from him directly. I'm like, hey, so what's your plan here with retirement? He's like, well... I got my business valued and I knew what it, what that would be. He's like, I built it up to it. it's a million dollars in revenue a year, which is solid. And I'm like, so what's your multiple on that? How much can you sell it for? And he looked at me with a blank stare and he said one times one X. Mm. So hey, let's do the math here. So we could sell it for a million capital gains tax takes about 40% of the U S that's six, 600 K. That's not going to last you very long in retirement. So what's his plan? can't sell the business. So he has a he, he has a strategy where he will have a, somebody come in, help run the business and it'll be like a part-time business this next 15 years. So he can't retire, but he can work part-time in it and take a part-time salary the next 15 years, brings him to about 80 years old. Not fun. And now that's that's one business. I also know other people who are entrepreneurs, service businesses, they're well in their 70s, same situation. They can't sell their business for a big enough number. Now, if you have a product business or something a little more scalable, you can get about two or three X, but most businesses are gonna be that smaller number. What he should have done, and this is what most entrepreneurs should be thinking about, is you need to be leveraging the stock market, compound interest in your favor. So putting money away, the discipline, Putting that away, so no matter what happens to your business, if you can sell it, if you can't, whatever, you've got something else in place so you can retire. You don't have to look at that that daunting situation. where great, I'm going to be working till eighty. <laughs> this is mm. fun,
1: hundred mm. percent. So. What's the industry that that gentleman was in?
0: Uh, it was it was a service business. That's actually an agency. He has he has an agency.
1: Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's interesting to know. And, 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 I, and you're absolutely right. I know a lot of service-based businesses out there are, are the one X multiple. So that dream of potentially mm-hmm. selling it and, and going and retiring someday yeah. is, 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 is not the norm,
0: right? As, yeah. And here's, here's one for you that was phrased well to me years ago is one of these guys, he told me, he found out the hard way that people don't want to buy a job a service business is essentially that you are and that's fine if you love your customers and you love what you do you should do it for a long time but some random person coming in they're essentially they're not buying a business they're buying a job you know Mm. it's not it's not a machine that's generating revenue for them ongoing you know you have to you got to pick up the phone you got to get on calls you're you're doing work it's it's a lot of service you got to love it and you're, of course, the customer's got to love you, your new personality. And in most cases, selling a service business is, is actually, it's really tough. It's people want some kind of asset that's churning revenue, regardless of who is in the president's position or, or CEO or whatever.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, it sounds like, you know, investing in the stock market is a, is a solid backup plan. You know what yeah, I mean? It's a solid, yeah. it creates a solid base to, to fall back on if and when that day comes when you do want to sell or maybe your business becomes extinct, you know, um, yeah, whether in right. print or something like that, where five years down the road, it just may not be relevant anymore. And then what do you do? Right. So um, right. It, and I, I just want to take it back to the basics here for a sec. If I am a beginner and want to get started, um, what's that? Ver- maybe you can run me through some of those steps, Sean, on, on what a beginner would need to take in, in order to get involved in the stock market.
0: I I have to be slightly biased here, but I would go to ticker.com and just start with the free content. You know, there's a ton of free content. There's the YouTube channel. I have some content there and work through those 21 steps. You could get through them in like an hour or two and save those. But it's going to teach you again how to invest your first thousand how to find the type of stops you're looking for. It really teaches you, you should start with businesses, you know, you know, so if it's industries you worked with before, whether it's manufacturing or maybe it's retail or it's food industry or software or whatever, you know, if you know an industry, it's going to be a lot easier than you think because you know the red flags to look for, but Ticker will guide you through that process. And then what Ticker does is all that math I mentioned earlier, as I gave the backstory, Ticker does all that for you. And it it really finds and gives stock in on sale rating or overpriced. On sale is green, overpriced is
1: it's uh, red.
0: So, so you can quickly find some good investments. And in, in most cases, you can make some good returns.
1: How can you tell if something is in the red and overpriced?
0: Yeah, so give you a background on the math behind Ticker, and I we actually teach people this too. Is you don't need to use a screener like Ticker or any other platform. You can literally look at, and this is nice about public businesses is they have financial statements. You've got the income statement, cash flow statement, and balance sheet, and you want to look for. I'll just rattle off the key metrics. You want to look for are the revenue the net income in the EPS on your income statement, and you want to see that they're all increasing year over year for five years. If you see those trends, most likely over five years, the trends will continue into the future. It's not 100%, but in most cases, it's true. You've got solid product market fit. You've got great customers. You've got great sales processes in place so that you check that box. Jump over the cash flow statement, you look at free cash flow, it's called. You wanna see that increasing over five years. And then you jump over to the balance sheet, you wanna see that your assets and your equities are also increasing year over year for five years. And if you can check all those boxes, your financials are pretty strong. You can bypass Ticker or any other platform. Of course, Ticker uh, gives you a little more reason why and does a lot of this math for you, but you could visually look and you, like you could go to Yahoo Finance or MarketWatch or any Free platform and see this data, but that's what you want to look for: that consistent increase in revenue year over year, among the other uh, variables I mentioned.
1: So it, it's not it's not a play for the short term. We're talking long term here, right? These are st- th- this is basically you're gonna you you know leverage ticker mm-hmm. as a way to put your money in some solid stocks that are going to be for long term gain.
0: Correct. A lot of our customers are holding for months, if not years. And of course, mm-hmm. if a stock ever Does turn the other direction, like, and I've had to do that with some stocks as they start changing from on sale to watch, well, Ticker lets you know, and you can exit those stocks before they start declining. Um, And that way you can just take take your gains and move it into other great businesses.
1: So is there like a notification that a user would get Mm -hmm. through Ticker?
0: Apps, Absolutely. For example, there's a feature in, in ticker. You can add stocks to your watch list. If anything on your watch list changes from on sale, to watch or overpriced or overpriced on sale, whatever direction, you get an email notification right away.
1: So that's cool. So if something's underpriced, let's say a stock that you're investing in is underpriced and, you know, it might be a good time to double down, put some more into that one Correct. When, it, when it's underpriced. Okay, cool. And in terms of those that, that you deem as underpriced, how does that work? So
0: with with ticker, it looks at I'll give you a little math here, too, is looks at what's called the sticker price. Everybody's looking at, like, uh, for example, Amazon. Amazon is over three hundred dollars share or three thousand dollars share price. So people right away think that's expensive. But. When you look at the sticker price, that's what uh, ticker calculates for you. That's the real value. It's intrinsic value. It can be significantly higher. We're talking over $10,000. And that's that's with any stock. And what Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and even their teacher before, his name was Ben Graham, said, you want to try business, you try to buy businesses at a 50% discount. So just round numbers here. Let's say a business has a share price of 100, but a sticker price of 200. There you go. That's a 50% discount. So what ticker does is it it shows you what those real values are. And to give you the context here, how do we calculate that? We look at the EPS, that's the earnings per share growth rate to determine what the real value is. And that's a tried and true process taught by Phil Town and other guys out there. So um, that sticker price is, it is, we found to be pretty accurate.
1: In terms of industries, you did mention earlier on, you'll look mm-hmm. into industries that you're familiar with and you know, um, but are there any specific industries that you're kind of focused on that you see that are great for long-term gains?
0: Well, my background, software engineering, I tend to lean towards tech. So my portfolio is is really tech heavy. Um, that's where I focus. I tend to avoid other industries like pharmaceuticals, I don't know much about it. find it a little risky just because the regulations can change so fast with the government. Um, you know, I'm a little uh, weary on the food industry just because supply chains and commodities. I think of like potatoes and crops and stuff like that. So I don't know enough. Um, so I like tech. And of course, this is one thing to note, too, is um, one reason why we're different than other screeners is people can literally log into ticker. They can see my portfolio. So what stocks do I hold? What are the percentages? Are a lot of people that don't show that. they It's not, you know, we like to say it's the put put your money where their mouth is feature. So mm. um, you can actually see the stocks I hold.
1: It's mm. very transparent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yep. is that an option? Can people keep that private or is it uh, accessible for everybody?
0: It, everybody can see mine. We are adding a feature here soon where people can add their portfolios and they mm. can either make it private or public so they can share it with them friends and see what they're doing. It'll show their returns. And of course, you can make that private so nobody would see your portfolio. But that's that's been a big request for a lot of people to have that portfolio feature where you can share.
1: You're giving me ideas here, you know, the serial <laughs> entrepreneur in me. It's like, yo, you can gamify that. Hey, eh? yes. imagine you know yes. you got like a, your follower base was strictly based on the gains that you've received and the decisions that you made to invest in certain places. You know what I mean? Yes. You can totally gamify yes. that. Um, maybe five years away for for ticker. that's
0: exactly the direction we're going is we're trying to make you know not only investing easy but fun and adding the gamification features is uh something we're trying to improve upon so i like where your
1: head's at (laughs) social media platform for investors it's it's, uh it's pretty yeah right that's cool that's cool Mm -hmm. cool awesome so um how are you marketing ticker ticker right now for yourself we're on a marketing podcast here gotta ask Right,
0: we're we're B two C SaaS, so we we do try to reach the the regular consumer, and we find that channel partners or affiliates are great. So we like to find YouTubers who have like a personal finance channel or investing, um, bloggers on personal finance, um, uh, podcasters. Those are great ways to spread the word Um, and we'll start Facebook marketing here soon. YouTube marketing. So if you know anybody that's good at YouTube ads and and uh, how to how to structure your ads there, I'd love to talk. Um, But yeah, those are the main main strategies. Our SEO is actually we're getting organic traffic. We're really big on SEO. So everything kind of compounds into itself
1: awesome that's good stuff and i think that the podcast is a big play for you as well obviously Mm -hmm. um just by positioning you as that no like and trusted source uh with stocks right
0: right right on yeah
1: yeah so that's awesome well uh sean i want to appreciate uh i appreciate you coming to talk to us today on the merge marketing podcast if our audience has any questions for you what's the best way for them to get in touch
0: Two places, ticker.com, as mentioned earlier, dot com, And then my email is just Sean at ticker.com. And that's S E A N at ticker.com.
1: Awesome. Uh, we end every episode with the same question. And that question is this here's comes the curveball. If you can choose one person, dead or alive, to represent ticker, who would it be and why?
0: It's a tough call between Warren and Charlie. I'm gonna miss those guys. I know they're up in age, but I'd say I'd, I'd hand it off to Warren, Warren Buffett.
1: Warren gets it. That's yep. it. <laughs> awesome. Why Warren? He's led Berkshire
0: Hathaway. That's his main business, and I I love his personality, his wit. They both are witty guys, but um, just because his name is probably a little stronger. More people probably know Warren Buffett over Charlie Charlie Munger. But um, gosh, if I could have them both, I would. But if I got to choose one, I'd go with one.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe we'll tag Warren in the social media post and uh, fingers crossed. Never know what can happen. Maybe. Yep. Awesome. Sean, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and it would mean the world to me if you went on over to our podcast platforms to leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. If you are or you know somebody who would make for a great guest on the Merged Marketing Podcast, go on over and email, podcast at merged.ca. Thanks again, everybody. Don't settle for good. Be great.